according to scripture, the citizenship is in heaven. That's really what the truth is. So on this earth, we are just like living in tents. Don't put your stakes too deep because we're just sojourning here. Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder, Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, as well as the author of Why Life Hurts and co-author of Evangelism Made Simple. Hi, this is Jim Scudder. Welcome back to In Grace as we continue in our series about the end times and Bible prophecy. I really love studying the Bible as it relates to future events uh, because the Bible has been so accurate in the two-thirds of prophecy that have been fulfilled, then I have great expectation that these future events that haven't taken place yet will be fulfilled exactly as God said they will. And today we're going to talk about the rapture. Now I'm going to start with a little humor talking about this word that starts with an R that's mysterious. And uh, you'll have to kind of wait to um, uh, to see. It's actually a picture that I took of a kind of a fun false menu on a barbecue restaurant wall. So you'll hear that at the beginning of the message. But this word rapture really is a an interesting word in this concept. And so today and tomorrow, we're going to talk about what and when is the rapture. Now, you might already know what the rapture is, but you might be surprised that I'm going to actually address when the rapture is going to take place. So I'm going to let you wait for that as we continue through this series, Armageddon's Dawn. And by the way, let me remind you that we've got a great prophecy chart that will help you follow along with this series about the end times. It lists all of the major events, and I think this will be a real blessing to you. This is our gift to you. Just contact us and ask for the Armageddon's Dawn Prophecy Chart, and you can call us 1-800-78-GRACE, 1-800-78-GRACE during business hours, or you can go anytime to ingraceradio.com and just click there on the uh, Armageddon's Dawn Prophecy Chart. We'll send it to you, or you can even download it and use it on your device or print it yourself. And so I think getting that will really help you as we do this study of the end times. And uh, today we're going to be talking about the fact that our residence, our citizenship is actually in heaven. So although we're still on this earth, we should have the heavenly mindset as we go about our life. And, and every thought needs to be about the future and about being with the Lord. And if we are so fortunate to be taken in this group of living believers as God is going to start the time clock, the seven years that's left on Daniel's prophecy, it would be so wonderful for us because then we wouldn't have to face physical death. And that appeals to me greatly. So uh, we'll get into all this and more. Let me also remind you that this Saturday, in Grace is going to be in Arizona. We have an event called Gather in Grace Arizona, and it's in the Phoenix area. I don't know if we have tickets left. It's a free event, but you still need a ticket. You can get that at our website, ingraceradio.com. Click on Gather in Grace, and there, if we do have tickets remaining, uh, it's going to be a, a time when my wife and I will be able to get with you. It's going to be a smaller group of people, so we're going to have time to interact and talk. We're going to talk about the end times, about what we're discussing today, 
And we're also going to be giving you some gifts and a meal. It's going to be wonderful. But again, uh, we probably are sold out. But if we're not, check the website, ingraceradio.com, and then click on Gather in Grace. Today, we're going to talk about a word that begins with the letter R. This is a mysterious word. To some people, this is a new concept, and this is an exciting concept to the rest of us. What I'm talking about today is roadkill. (laughs) Roadkill is that word that we are going to start talking about today. Yes, it is uh, mysterious, isn't it? It's new to some of you and certainly is exciting when you start to look at the Roadkill Cafe. This was at a restaurant that I ate at, and I said, you know what, I really need to bring this to Quentin Road so that they can start paying me more money if this is what they're serving at the restaurants that I have to go to. Fortunately, I think anyways, this was tongue-in-cheek. This was a piece of art on the wall but it says, you kill it, we grill it, featuring some of our highway's finest. And then the menu continues, eating food is more fun when you know it was hit on the run. (laughs) Centerline bovine, the chicken that didn't cross the road. I have a roadkill story, as a matter of fact. We were eating at a pastor's home in Colorado. We were eating taco salad. It was delicious. I just preached at his church and had some young men with me. And we get done eating, and the wife says, should we tell them? (laughs) It's just something you don't really want to hear. Should we tell them? And we're all like, tell us what? What you had? Well, we know what we had. It was taco salad, beef. And they said, no, it was deer. It was venison. I'm like, that's cool. I like venison. I, You know, no problem with that. Venison's good, as long as you season it heavily with other stuff. It's great. So uh, she said, well, should we tell them the rest? (laughs) Uh, Okay, tell us the rest. And she said, well, that's venison, but it's also mule deer. Mule deer. Like, well, that's fine. Mule deer, whitetail, whatever. Venison's venison. Should we tell them the rest, she said. (laughs) Okay, no, probably not. She said it was roadkill. So the advantage of roadkill is it's already tender, It's probably already ground up and everything. They had a friend that had hit a mule deer up in the mountains of Colorado. He got out. He had permission to butcher it and brought the meat to the pastor. They had a freezer full of roadkill, and they'd serve it to unsuspecting pastor guests. And I haven't been back to that church. (laughs) No, we're not talking about roadkill, but I thought that was awesome. We're going to talk about the rapture. The rapture is a word that is mysterious, it's new to some of you, and it is exciting, hopefully, to you. And we're going to talk today about the rapture of the church. We're living in what's called the church age. In the last few messages on Armageddon's Dawn, we've been reading chapter 1, chapter 2, chapter 3 of Revelation. We come to the end of chapter 3, and We're going to study this more next time where it talks about Jesus says, I stand at the door and knock. And he's standing there seeking fellowship with Christians that had grown cold. And God doesn't want us to be cold. He doesn't want us to even be worse, lukewarm. 
He wants us to be on fire for Jesus Christ, thinking that he could come back at any second. Why do I think that he could come back at any second? I'm going to give you the scriptures on that today and next time. But when we get to the end of chapter 3, it's church, 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 and we see the pastor represented. We see the believers of the church represented. We're talking all about this church age. And then chapter 4, we do not hear about the church until the end of this period called the tribulation. So all the rest of Revelation, all the rest of the chapters until chapter 20, there's no church anymore. So my question is, where did the church go? Well, we have a word. This word isn't even found in the Bible. You say, Pastor, you're preaching a whole sermon about a word that's not in the Bible? That doesn't sound like something Quentin Road would do. Well, it's a word that's not found in the Bible, but it is a doctrine that is clearly taught in Scripture. It's one word that easily describes this catching up of the believers to be gathered together to meet the Lord in the air. This is a very clear doctrine in the scriptures. And so what we're going to do is we're going to get into that today and answer the question, what and when is the rapture? We're really going to focus on the what, the when. I can't really give you that. The reason is because the Bible clearly tells us that no man knows the day or the hour. But we can deduce the season we can see what's happening in the tribulation. We know there are certain things that are going to be happening in this tribulation period. We're going to talk about the Antichrist. We're going to talk about a temple being built in Jerusalem where the temple used to stand. We're going to get into all of that. So we should see some of the hallmarks of the Antichrist, some of the things that he's going to be doing on the earth. And we should also see a movement on the rebuilding of the temple. By the way, we do. We can know the times, the season, by, okay, we know there's gonna be a temple because the Antichrist desecrates it. Clearly in scripture is that taught. So there is a temple, and obviously it's gonna take them more than a day to build the temple. So we should hear rumblings about the temple building, and we do. And there's other things that we'll be studying about knowing the season of the rapture, when it's going to come, which is a one-world monetary system. We're going cashless. There's technology today that we can do away with cash and have one currency. We have such problems, don't we, with currency conversion, currency inflation, printing money, all of the counterfeiting, all of the identity theft. Wouldn't it be so much easier to put a chip and a mark on your right hand and on your forehead? The Bible predicts that. The Bible predicts one-world government having people calling for the elimination of borders in our country and in other countries. And Europe has unified in all of these things. We're living in a day that is unlike any other day in history. So we're starting to see the season of the tribulation. We don't know when it'll be, though. And I'm not going to answer that today because we don't have that information. But let's talk about this next event on the prophetic calendar. The next event is the rapture. Nothing else has to happen prophetically until the rapture, and we're told that we can't know that time. We're going to start by looking at Philippians chapter 3. In verses 20 and 21, it says, for our conversation is in heaven. That doesn't mean we're 
are talking to each other is in heaven. That's an old English word that used to mean our citizenship or our commonwealth. The Greek word is politume, which is this idea of where we belong, the country to whom we belong. If you have a passport and you come back to the United States, it's so wonderful to have a United States passport that's not expired. And they let you in. And they often say, and I love when the customs guys or gals say, Mr. Scudder, welcome back to the United States. Like, oh, this is my home. I love the United States. It's the greatest country on the face of the earth. And I'm just always glad to be home because this is where I live and this is where my citizenship is. Or is it? Or is our citizenship, according to Scripture, the citizenship is in heaven? That's really what the truth is. So on this earth, we are just like living in tents. Don't put your stakes too deep because we're just sojourning here. If you want to learn more about the Bible's end time prophecies, In Grace and Pastor Jim Scudder have great resources that will help you. First, we have a large prophecy chart that we will send you absolutely free. And when you give a gift of any amount, you'll also receive our eight-part video series, Armageddon's Dawn, filmed in Israel. This series will give you a visual experience that will transport you to the very places mentioned in Revelation. We also would like to send you Pastor Jim's entire 43-sermon audio series, Armageddon's Dawn, on CD or MP3 for gifts of $30. Don't miss out on this opportunity to enrich your understanding of biblical prophecy. Contact In Grace today at 800-78-GRACE. That's 800-78-GRACE. Visit our website at ingraceradio.com or write to In Grace at P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Get your free prophecy chart and unlock the secrets of the end times today. You remember Abraham when he came into the land of Israel? He wasn't there to live permanently at that time. There was some time that they had to wait before the people would come through Egypt and come back into the land permanently. So they were sojourning. They lived in tents. And that's the picture that we have as Christian. Our citizenship is in heaven if you're Christian. That's the place we should long for every day. From whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. We're looking. We're waiting. I'm hoping that you are. This is what I want you to catch today is the scent of heaven. That's what I want you to get today is the scent of the return of the Lord. We look for the Savior. Go back to Philippians 3.21, the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall change our vile body. The older you get, the more you understand this verse. We have an old beat-up jalopy with the muffler falling off and dents all over it. And half the stuff doesn't work. That's what we have, our vile body. And what we're looking for is to change our vile body that we may be fashioned unto his, this is the Lord Jesus Christ's glorious body. Can you imagine that exchange? You take this piece of junk beater that's making more noise than a tank and you take it into a dealer and he says, you know what, what I'm gonna do for you because you're a good customer I'm going to swap even with my latest model on the floor. So you go with a broken down rust bucket to a shiny, brand new, rust proof, breakdown free 
brand new, top of the line automobile. Now that we would all be for, wouldn't we? Well, that's what's going to happen. We're going to change in this vile body to be fashioned like unto his glorious body, according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. So even here we find the rapture, looking for Jesus when we will be like him and we will receive a body that he has right now, which is glorified. The only thing different about the body of Jesus and our glorified body is that his body has scars. And our bodies won't have scars. Our bodies will be glorified. Now we're going to come back to the scars at the end. Keep that in mind. And let's continue to look at the main passage in the Bible. What is the rapture? And that's in 1 Thessalonians 4, 13. When will this happen? What is this rapture? But I would not have you to be ignorant brethren concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not even as others which have no hope. One of the things that I started to do when I started to preach is to scan the crowd and I'm looking for heads that are starting to nod and eyes that are growing heavy. We're not talking about that type of sleep here. We're talking about the time when you close your eyes for the last time, and that's death. Concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not even as others that have no hope. These Thessalonian Christians, when someone would die, they didn't have to sorrow. I've done funerals for people that did not know the Lord, and there was such wailing and bawling, and it's horrible to witness that. We don't have to sorrow like that when we have a funeral for someone that knew Christ. It's a wonderful experience. For if we believe, verse 14, that Jesus died and rose again, by the way, that's how you are saved. That's how you get in on the rapture. That's how you'll conquer death if you believe that Jesus died and rose again. If you trust in him as your only hope, you are saved. That's it. So many people add so many things. Yeah, if you really had faith, you'd be baptized. If you really had faith, you'd serve the Lord. I know some people that weren't baptized and were saved. How about the thief on the cross? What did he do? Get down, get baptized, and go back up? No, I mean... Salvation is not by works, it's by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And here it is again. If we believe that Jesus died and rose again, you're saved. Even so, them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. So we're talking about all the saved people from the time of the church age. And then it says, For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them or go ahead of them which are asleep. In other words, those that have died in the faith, their bodies have died, their soul, spirit eternally, quickly, immediately have gone to be with the Lord, but their body will be reunited. You say, well, what if they were cremated? What if they were, you know, dismembered, you know, in the World Trade Center? They never found, you know what I'm saying? Well, God can re create, reconstitute all of those molecules. He certainly knows where they all are. And he'll bring them up six feet, right? They have a little six feet more to go than we do. 
and then we'll join them. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. That shout is so loud, it'll wake up anybody in the Baptist churches. <laughs> when Jesus spoke, Lazarus, come forth. He woke from the dead. This is the voice of Jesus we're talking about. And when we hear that shout, with the voice of an archangel, with the trump of God, the dead in Christ shall rise first. Uh, I tell you, I hope you're getting chills here. I hope you're looking forward. I hope you're longing for the Lord's return. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up. So that's the word, reptizo. Caught up, rapture. Together with them in the clouds. So we have the dead in Christ rising first. Then we which are alive and remain. Those that are in the faith. Caught up together with the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. When I just read those words, were you comforted? You might not be comforted if you're not saved. You might not be comforted if you're not living a life to serve the Lord today. You don't want the return of the Lord because you are squandering your days, your minutes, your opportunities. What does God want us to do? He wants us to live holy lives like Christ, Christ living in us through the Spirit, changing us to be more and more like Jesus every day and sharing the message of hope to the world. If you're not doing those two things, you're not excited about the return of Christ or you're not saved. You never put your trust in him or maybe you thought that, he could save you, but then you had to do your part and you today realize that I need to be saved. I need to believe in Jesus alone for my only hope, my only salvation. And if you are living for the Lord, not that we're perfect, but we're trying to serve him and we're saved, we are excited about the return of the Lord. I remember as a kid, man, we just thought Jesus could come back and we were ready and then there would be some discovery in Israel about the temple. And man, I'm like, you know, we'd go home thinking, when we close our eyes, certainly the rapture is going to happen while we sleep. And we're going to wake up and it's going to be awesome. And we were so excited about it. I still have that excitement. You say, well, he didn't come. Well, I know he's closer than he was, right? And it's certainly the world's in worse shape today than it ever has been. And things are lining up closer and closer to what the prophecies teach us more and more. So I really believe that he could come back at any second. The scripture clearly teaches this. It's an imminent return of the Lord. Nothing has to happen prophetically until the Lord comes. And we're gonna talk more about the rapture tomorrow. Don't miss our Tuesday edition of In Grace because I'm going to tell you exactly when the rapture is. No, I'm not. Uh, but I'm going to give you more details of what we would expect to be happening around the time of the rapture. Uh, but we will not know the day or the hour. Spoiler alert. <laughs> but let me give you uh, some uh, resources that I think will really help you understand Bible prophecy in the end times. Uh, we have a free Armageddon's Dawn prophecy chart that follows along really well with this preaching series. And that's our gift to you just because we are so grateful 
for you listening either to the radio program or our podcast. By the way, if you're looking for the podcast, you can find In Grace on almost everywhere podcasts are available. So look for that. And then the Free Armageddon's Dawn chart, it's uh, really helpful to have it all on a timeline. I really benefited when I see it visually. And so this is our gift to you. So contact us to get that 1-800-78-GRACE or go to our website, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us to get the chart. Let me tell you about two other things. We have a DVD series. It's a video series, eight parts. It's either DVD or digital download, however you'd like it. But we're going to send you that eight-part series filmed in Israel with other great Bible teachers on it for your gift of any amount to InGrace. So you get the chart and the video series. And we also have a 43-part sermon series on CD that you can get here for only $29.95. So contact us today and equip yourself to be prepared for the end times. Are you ready for an end times journey of biblical proportions? Get the stunning Armageddon's Dawn Prophecy Chart for free. Or give any amount and receive the incredible Armageddon's Dawn eight-part video series. Plus, you can order the 43-part audio preaching series. Contact InGrace today at 800-78-GRACE, ingraceradio.com, or write to InGrace at P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Thank you for joining us on InGrace Radio with Jim Scudder, Jr. InGrace is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Our goal is to share the light of Jesus to a darkening world, helping you find hope, gain purpose, and be a light. You can be that light today by joining our mission to spread the gospel around the world. Just call us, 800-78-GRACE, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in tomorrow as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on InGrace Radio.